Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Can we give him a praise in the house in advance? We thank you, Lord. Victory is ours. We receive it. We receive it. You always cause us to triumph. Amen. Now, before you sit, I want us to read scripture. You know that nice thing we used to do standing for the reading of the word because we honor the word. So it's a long text and we are going to read it together. Uh, the Bible says that, that we should not let the word of God depart from our. Some of you, this might be the only Bible you've read the whole week. We're not judging you. We're just saying God loves you. Yeah, yeah just, just making, making an observation. So you will have read a chapter today almost by the time you leave. What a blessing. Okay, now let's read this story together. Now a certain man was sick. Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he ran to the house. He stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you're going there again. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. Wow, Jesus. These things he said, and after he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go. That I might, I might wake him up. Wow. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. <laughs> However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. <laughs> Thomas. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Woo! He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Ah, and whoever lives and believes in me shall not die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Wow. 
Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said, Lord, come and see. Jesus Mazima, if you can't remember any verse in the Bible, at least from today, remember John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. Eh? Christ cried. <laughs> okay, verse 36. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. Today we are talking about faith that resurrects dead things. Faith that resurrects dead things. Can you sit down for a moment? Oh yes, we've been doing a series called Uprising. And today we are talking about a faith that brings back dead things. Uh, we are here today to address things in your life that are maybe sick to the point of death. Or they have died. They are non-responsive. An, an unresponsive marriage. An unresponsive business. An unresponsive education. An unresponsive financial life, an unresponsive relationship, an unresponsive health situation, something that you feel has gone dead. Today, God is asking you to remove the stone, to take away the stone where you buried the thing, and he wants to revisit some of those places today. I need you to be willing from the beginning to allow God to go to the places that you think are now stinking, they have a smell. You don't want to go there anymore. There's too much pain associated with it. Too much disappointment. You've prayed enough prayers. You've sought enough counsel. You've spoken to enough people. Or you even dreamt it when you were younger. And now you think, I'm out of time. There's no need wasting any more time on those dreams. Let's deal with what we know now. Oh no, today I am speaking about a God. Jesus Christ who brings back to life. What was dead and buried? And some of those things, everyone knows that you buried it. They don't even bring it up anymore. It's a sensitive subject. You moved on. And people know that you have a company of comforters. A company of mourners. You're about to change company. Because you need to move into a new company that believes that it is still possible. It's not over until God says it is. So I'm not here to hype you. I'm not here to excite you. I'm here to wake you up. I'm here to wake you up in the name of Jesus. To get into the prophetic realm and rise up the dead things. And open graves of things you have buried for long. If God said it, it is done. Doesn't matter what's happening right now. Doesn't matter what it looks like right now. That's why we are reading this scripture. And we are going to go portion by portion. There is so much in this portion of scripture. But we are going to go into just a few things here and there. Let's start verse 1 to 7. I want us to first read 1 to 7 together. A certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany. He had a name. You have a name. You, God knows you. He knows your address. He knows the town. He knows your name. He knows your siblings. He knows your education status. He knows what's been happening. Okay? Keep going. Verse 2, he says, 
It was Mary, the one who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, the one whom you love is what? You know, sometimes when we go through difficult times, we think God has abandoned us. Or we've made a mistake. Something is wrong. But it says, the one whom you Not every time you go through difficulty doesn't mean that God is judging you. No. God loves you. The, the presence of pain or trouble in your life does not signify the absence of God. It doesn't even mean the absence of faith. But your faith must, must stand through the test. Don't put your faith down when trying times come. That's when you need the shield of faith. That's when you need to rise up. In the face of trouble. You need a shield in times of war. You don't need a shield when you're playing games and having a party. How many of you go to parties where people have shields? We need to talk about your friends if that is you. You might need new company. You know? People don't go around with shields as, as jewelry. You understand? Shields are for what time? So you need your shield of faith. In times, you see, they say that this is the same Mary who poured, she's remembered to have poured fragrant oil on Jesus. Maybe you're someone, you're saying, God, what haven't I done? I give to the church. I serve. I do everything, but there is trouble in my marriage. There is trouble at my workplace. I have been laid off. There is chaos going on. I have this disease that cannot be explained. And the enemy is in your ear trying to disqualify you from faith by telling you, God may not be pleased with you. What more can you do? The one you love is sick. The one you love is going through a difficult marriage. The one you love is facing financial turmoil. The one you love is about to be imprisoned because of debt. The one you love, I want you to remember that you are loved. Because faith works by love. Trouble in your life does not mean God has abandoned you or he's judging you. The moment you fall for that, you can't believe. How will you believe in a God you think is judging you? How will you run to one you think is against you? The enemy starts by making you think God is not for you. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did God do? He went to them. He didn't wait for them to approach him. He went to them. He covered them. The presence of trouble in your life does not mean the absence of God. They sent for him. Lord, the one you love is sick. Verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not to death. And then what does he say in the next verse 5? The Bible says, when, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister. Why do you think they are bringing up love over and over? Because we think, because the next verse is confusing, verse 6. So when he heard that he, the verse said he loved them. Now when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days where he was. Because we think that if God is not answering quickly, maybe there's something we've not done right. Maybe he doesn't love us enough. But he loved them and he stayed two days more. And then four days more, they first buried the situation. Yeah, because some of you think if, it, if God doesn't answer speedily, then he doesn't love me. That's not true. You see, faith is a fight. You have to stick to your position. I am God's beloved and I always win. I don't care how long it takes. I am winning. Yes, the devil needs to find when you're hard. He bangs like this and he gets bruised. Yeah. You will need to be sure and confident of the love of God in our lives. Regardless of how long we've waited for an answer. How dead sometimes a situation moves from being sick. A sick marriage gets into a dead marriage. Then it becomes a buried one. And you're wondering, God, where are you? Do you really love me? Am I still on your radar? Jesus loved them and he stayed two more days. He stayed two more days and after that he said, let's go to Judea. It's like, Jesus, I'm sorry, uh, did you hear? The ones you love, eh? Yeah, the guy is sick, he's about to die. Yeah, yeah I heard. It's, but you see, Jesus first gave a word. He said, it's not unto death. Even though it looked physically, the man was dead, they buried him. But in the realm of the spirit, that wasn't the end of the matter. We have to be spiritual people. Someone will look, that's why he said he's asleep. 
because he knew that he can't be dead. I gave a word. God's word endures against every circumstance. <laughs> against, you think of the people in the Bible, David, he's anointed king and then he is running from his father for, his, for like 13 years. He's acting like a madman. Did he look like an anointed man? If you had met him, would you say this one has the favor of God? You'd even wonder, did God really anoint him? Was the oil real or they poured on him cooking oil? Was it anointing oil? Is Samuel a real prophet? You know, sometimes you wonder, did God really speak to me? The business is killing me. The ministry is destroying me. This marriage, did I marry the person? Did I really hear God about marrying this person? It's too much pain. Think about Joseph. God spoke to him about being great and then his family hated him for it, threw him in a dungeon. Everywhere he went, it was like there was no favor in his life. Prison, what? The darkest of the darkest, but it was just a matter of time. The word of God had to prevail. I'm telling you, it's a matter of time in your life. You must hold on to the word of God. Circumstances change, but God's word doesn't. If he said it, it will come to pass. And we have to become like that, crazy like Jesus. Where we say things like, it's just a sleep. People are like, uh, uh, wait, um, I, I, thought, I, I thought that something is going on here. No, 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 no. I remember the year when we decided we were going to get into full-time ministry. That's the year when everything started falling apart. That June, my mother-in-law died suddenly after a brief illness. That October, my brother died just after a brief illness. Then we became broke. Eh? You know broke? You don't know broke. You really don't. We were so broke, we had to move from the house we were into a smaller house. Uh, and you're wondering, did I hear God? I knew I had had God, but it was confusing. Because in my mind, if I've had God, it means he's going to prove to my whole family she made the right decision. You understand? Yeah, you know, you're like, God, please, show them. But it first looks like, I don't know what you did. And you know what? We were so broke, we had to, our children were living in a garage because there were no rooms in the house. That house was so hot, you had to have a fan on to host like 10 people. A fan in the sitting room. Because it was so squeezed, if you hooted at the gate, you would be hooting in our bedroom in the ear. If you came in and touched through the window, you'd touch Pastor Jeremy's nose in the bedroom like this, in the bed. I mean, it was so tiny. The children were in a garage. We had to beg the landlord to allow us to make a hole in the side of, of the wall. She first refused, then eventually she allowed us to break a small wall so that there's air coming in for the children. Then we had to paint the walls to confuse them. Of course, there were no tiles in the garage. When it rained, it flooded. So you'd be at garage preaching like now and it starts raining. You're not really praying for people to come to church. You're thinking, ha, huh, what shall we find? Water, buckets. Meanwhile, you've come from preaching a hot sermon like this one. Then you find a flooded house and the devil is there whispering, the devil is a liar. He has a big mouth and he can do nothing. He's a liar. We have seen God lift us. We have seen God provide for us. We have seen God spoil us. And he's just beginning. If God called you, if God spoke to you, if it is written in his word, it is yours for the keeping. Do not let go. You might be confused about it, but keep going. Don't give up. Don't quit. God is on your side. A life of faith isn't a life free of trouble. He says in this world, you will have tribulation. God, Jesus told you that you will have tribulation. It's not a prophecy. It's part of being in a world that is fallen. But it says, be of good. That's why your joy, watch out for your joy. You see your test of joy is when you don't feel joyful. Joy is not a feeling. It's a state of being. You can call forth joy from the inside of you. Because it's there. I remember a time when we came, uh, our daughter was in Harvest International. It was called Harvest Academy. I was a pastor here. And we brought her to school on a normal day. Then we arrived and we found that there was a desk at the, at, the, at the stairs there and they were not allowing people in. So, of course, I'm like, hi, like, I'm continuing. They said, no, 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 uh, Pastor Bethry, just a moment. Uh, she can't go up. What do you mean? School phase. I saw my congregants. I took my daughter back to the car. Mommy, what is it? I said, no, just don't worry. Just a few minutes. There's a bit of a... Yeah. 
Then I ran upstairs to Pastor Lynette, who was the principal at the time. She's my friend, and I told her, I'm sorry to put you in this position. I'm so sorry. But I don't know what to tell my child. I'm begging you. Allow her in, and by afternoon, we will find the money. We'll, we'll find it somewhere. And so she said, okay, okay, you have to sign something, you know. So I signed somewhere. And then I went and brought my daughter back to school and I went to that car and I wept. I said, I kept shouting, I was young and now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. No, they are seen begging for bread. God, I am young and now I'm old. I kept declaring it and I said, Lord, this will never happen to me again. Because I said, I was an orphan. I was never sent home for school fees. How can my daughter have children alive? faith believing children and they're sending us back home for school fees and on sunday i have to stand there and talk about jehovah my provider but i stood and talked about my provider because he was i remember going back into a staff meeting and no one knew i actually shared from that scripture i was young and now i'm old I've never seen that. I shared and talked about how god is our provider god is our source he never fails us because I knew that at that point it was time to fight. Have I always been like that? No, there have been times when I stay in that state for days. But I've learned to pick myself up quickly and run to the word of God. Because the word of God stands sure to the end. Yes, I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, their seed beg for bread. I remember a time when, again, during that season, we was so broke after we had said yes to the call. And we were able to pay give our tithe parent and pay our house managers so i remember a time when for two weeks our house manager had to feed us you'd come home and she'd look at us and i would say in luganda our rich person what have you cooked and that's how she got born again because she said how can you be happy when you're going through this and i told her god has chosen to provide through you we are thankful that's why you should pay your house managers on time. <laughs> why am I telling you these stories? Because sometimes maybe when you hear us only testifying about the good, you think these ones are trouble-free. The pastors don't even understand. No, we just don't glorify the devil. He doesn't need our airtime. Do you understand? He does not need my airtime. I will speak of the goodness of the Lord. I will speak of his victories. I will confuse the enemy's camp. Because he always, always, always causes us to triumph. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Oh yes, I have known God my provider. I really have. He has spoiled us. He has built us a beautiful home. He has given us everything we need. We have not lacked. I feel so spoiled by God but like Paul you have to say I have known how to have little and how to have much I can do all things through Christ eyes on Jesus eyes on Jesus not on the circumstance why it's going to change but he doesn't change his word doesn't change he doesn't he's not a shifting shadow I don't know what you're going through. I'm going to be telling you more stories because your category, you will find your category at some point today. We are talking about a faith that brings dead things back to life. A faith that resurrects what has been dead. And I declare and decree that whatever has been dead in your life that is of God, it comes back to life in the name of Jesus. That you receive grace to believe God. That you receive grace to believe God. That you receive grace to believe God. To stand on his word. To refuse to let go. To remember what he told you. Take me to 1 Timothy 1.19 and I show you a scripture. I want to show you how to wage war. 1 Timothy 1.18 Rakalebo 18 read with me this charge i commit to you your neighbor is not reading i don't know why this charge i commit to you son according to the promises previously made concerning you that by them you may wage the good you fight using your prophecies my friend the ones that were spoken before the tough times came 
David says, I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You must believe, otherwise you lose heart. Believe, you will see. In the midst of the trial, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Ah. The presence of pain, the presence of trouble does not mean the absence of God in your life. Never believe what the devil wants you to believe. Your faith begins with knowing that you are God's beloved. Say, I am God's beloved. I am God's beloved. Yes. Not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done. And that position, my friends, never changes. Because it did not begin with you. It began with Jesus. So don't let the enemy get you into guilt and self-condemnation. Don't let your own tongue rise against you. What a powerful word it was last Sunday. That testimony. Sometimes you need to put a gag on your mouth. Because you see, there's a time the Holy Spirit said to me years ago, when, when I read the scripture, take no thought for your life, saying. And it hit me that the devil cannot read your mind. He can't. That's why he keeps planting what he can plant, thoughts. And, and he, th that's the place of warfare. Then he waits to hear you. So when he sp you speak, he says, it's working. Hey, it's working. Keep, keep demons, increase oppression. It's working. But when you keep speaking the opposite, that's why he says, every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you condemn. The devil can't read your mind. You speak life. Let's keep going. Verse 17. No, verse 11. These things he said, and after he said to them, Our friend Lazarus. What did Jesus say? <laughs> but I go that I may. You see, the perspective of Jesus concerning your situation is not that one, it's not yours. To you, it's dead. To him, it's asleep. What you're calling an emergency, Jesus is staying for two more days where he is. Drinking his soda, hanging with his friends. That's why even you, when you look back and you thought you were dying, when you were in P7 and you thought if you don't get four points, your, your life is over. You now laugh about it. Do you know why? Because you have perspective. Now Jesus, your future is in his past. He saw all your life before it was written. So he can't panic. He already saw how the story ended. So he won't panic with you. He was saying, oh God, we are dead. He's like, no, you're just asleep. You wake up. I know of a couple. They, they, they are watching right now. We disciple them. They are at Worship Harvest Guys. are the beautiful Nimue Seagulls. These two went through a season in their marriage where they went through the point of divorce. They were left with signing one paper and they were separated. They separated so much that they each went and had a child. Like they went into new relationships. This one was with a person. This one was with a person. If you had met those people, would you say that this one, there's hope? I want you to know that right now. They are together. They are serving God together. They are leading a mission. In like a space of a few months, God gave a word last year in April. And it was the man who was present. The lady wasn't even in the church. But if you met them right now, about a year later, you cannot believe it. They were just left with signing something absolute. One document. But it was just to finish Mikolo because they were living apart, having their own other families. They are back together. I've even been teasing them and saying we need to do an, another ceremony to, to marry each other again. Yeah, why not? Just to, to rub it into the devil's face. You had that testimony two weeks ago of the Mugogos who lead, I think, worship harvest in Akuru. Eight miscarriages. If you met that person, would you believe that they're going to have how many? Four or something children? Four children now. After eight miscarriages. What has the devil convinced you that it is dead? <laughs> you need to change your mind. about. Don't agree with the devil. Don't agree with him. Don't enter panic and fear. Those ones are the breeding grounds of hell. That demons feed off of fear. They want you scared. They want you panicking. Don't allow it. Don't make decisions out of fear. Make decisions solely based on the word of God. It is not dead. It sleeps. 
I don't know what you feel is dead. Is it your marriage? Is it your business? Is it your career? Is it your health? Is it, I don't know, finances, ministry? What do you feel? There is no way this can come back. It's over. Jesus says, we just need to go and wake it up. The perspective of Jesus is the perspective of faith. There is always hope. Say, there is always hope. Yeah. There's always hope. Keep going. Take me to verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb. You see, something can be dead. But now when it has been buried. Four days. Like, you see, I have been through grief. I remember when my brother was very sick, we really prayed, we were fasting, we had got a word from God. But when they told me he has died, I stopped praying. But the day I knew it was over is when we put him in that grave. That's when I cried all my tears. Because the finality of it, when you put someone in a grave, it's over. Over. What have you buried? What is it where you've said, this one, let's not even talk about. When people, yeah, please, let's not have that KBA. Yeah, I moved on from that one. Mm. Don't bring up those things of marriage. Don't tell me about starting a ministry. I've been there. I got burnt. I got cast. In fact, that's why I'm in worship harvest, to rest. Not only to rest, but to rest forever. Yeah. Don't tell me about starting an MC. I know where these things go. I've tried to run from God before. No. That one, I buried that chapter. I am ready to just be a normal believer. I'll pay my tithe. I'll be kind. and Don't tell me. I buried it. Why? There was too much pain. What have you buried? Maybe you used to be a business person and you failed at five businesses and the last fail was so bad. So you said, you know what? I've understood I don't carry that anointing. Let me go and work for someone. Yeah, don't tell me about business, please. Don't, don't, don't. If you want us to be friends, eh? don't bring up that matter. What have you given up on? Marriage? Have you said mm -mm, mm -mm, relationships? Is it your father? Is it your mother? Is it a, a relationship where there was too much pain that you can't even... You're like, what does forgiveness... When they say forgiveness, you're like, describe it. What does it mean? <laughs> eh? What does it mean? What is forgiveness? Explain it in detail. Because the thought of ever even having a relationship with that person in your mind, you're like, that's buried. I don't ever want to revisit it. I forgave in my heart, but let's not... I can't have a relation. I can't even talk to them. I forgave them, but we buried that thing. I buried it. It's dead to me. When Jesus came, they had already buried and it had been four days. And what did he ask? Verse 18. When now Bethany was near Jerusalem, keep going. I want us to get to... Mm -hmm, keep going. Keep going. Lord, if you had been here. Some of us, you feel that way. God, if you had been in it, surely I would not have gone through what I went through. Lord, if you had been in it, we would not be in the pain we are in right now. Lord, if you had been in it. Lord, if you had been in it. But he was. But you see, faith works through patience. Hebrews 6.12. What does Hebrews 6.12 say? It tells us not to be sluggish. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through what? Those who through what? Faith and patience. What happens? They inherit the promises. Some of us, we, we, we're not patient enough. Recently, I met a young woman who told me, I left my marriage too early. I wish I had met worship harvest before. When I said, when I think about it now that I've heard everything you people teach, our marriage wasn't that bad actually. I just had the wrong company. Yeah, they were just making me feel very dissatisfied with my marriage and I, I had expectations that were unrealistic. I left too soon. We've had Apostle Mose and Pastor Ari's story. Can you imagine if they had quit in the first three years? What a loss it would have been to the body of Christ. To all of us. You see, patience isn't patience unless there's opportunity for you to grow impatient. You can't say you're patient when there's no opportunity to be impatient. Patience is practiced when all you want to do is give up and you stay. And that thing changes you. It's not even so much about the miracle that comes, it's who you've become by waiting. Through the waiting, you change. You become a, you become a person who's like Jesus. 
you become so solid on the inside, unshakable. Your character grows. But many of us, the moment fire comes, we run. Because we think that a life of faith means a life of say, what is that in English? Say yay. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Say yaying. Yeah, we just think we are like, you're on a nice slide like this. We, we expect no obstacles, no difficulties. It's like we are going with the devil in the same direction. My friend, there is a resistance. But you're bigger than it. So when you, when you see an opportunity for patience, don't run. Why? You will have to pass that test again anyway. So it will come back in another form. You run from that marriage, you go to another one. The same, after a few years, you've been in the same situation. You must pass the test. Be patient. Jesus is in it. Let's go back. They had buried him. He had been in the grave. He says, Lord, if you had been here, he would not have died. Some of us think, if God is in it, there should be no trouble. If God is in my business, I can't make losses. But what if you're not following the principles of business? What can God do is here? Which doctor know? You have to follow the principles. So you, you dig yourself into a hole and then you say, Lord, how could you let me fall in it? But you dug it. Faith focuses on the word of Jesus because Jesus just says, he doesn't comfort her. I'm so sorry I came late. You know how some of you think people who you go to, uh, you go to a pastor and they give you a word and you're irritated. You're like, no, pastor, you've not heard my situation. Have, uh, uh, can I explain it again? Like, no, no, no. What I want you to know is it is well. Go back home and just uh, be kind this whole week. Like, do, you do, it's been seven years, pastor. They even beat me. Yeah, just don't, don't speak back this whole week. Hmm. These ones don't understand. You just go to find another person. Then you pray yourself horse. Horse. And they still continue with problems in the house. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Faith responds and focuses on the word of God, not the finality of the current situation. Because let me tell you something. Your current situation is not your final situation. Not at all. Pastor Glory, do you think that the church you're leading now, that's how it is forever? I pray to God, no. No way, it can't be, right? My current situation in ministry, finances, marriage, is not my final situation, even though it may be good. This is not it. There is more in God. Ah, unless you're not a person of faith. We go from glory to glory. From favor to favor. From grace to grace. Oh, yes. Whatever it is that you have, whether it's good or bad, this is not it. This is not the worship harvest. This is not it. We are in the process of the real worship harvest. You think we are going to be like this 10 years from now? This is going to be, 10 years from now, this will not even be location pastor's meeting. You, nah, youth auditorium, no. Maybe network leaders or location pastors at best, if we are doing badly. This can't be it, guys. You have to believe. You know some of you, you stopped believing. You just, you say, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I am asking for. That song is not of faith. Give me the grace to do every day what I have to do. Show me the pathway that I have to climb. A lot for my sake, teach me to take one day at a time. Then when things get tight, you're like, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. No, 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 no. Say, I refuse. Oh, no. We are winning here in life. As he is, so are we in this world. One day at a time. Oh, no. I go from glory to glory. My path shines brighter and brighter. This is not the end of me. There is more. If you believe it, shout. Oh no, someone shout and say it's not over. One more time, say it's not over. And as you're shouting, I want you to see a particular area of your life where you're like, surely. Uh -huh. One more time, it's not over. Oh no, oh no, oh no. It is not 
it's time for us to put a demand on the spirit on the on the realm of the spirit i think god is disappointed we are not taking as much as we could take we are allowing the devil to deceive us we are allowing the devil to lie to us but today we serve notice to depression anxiety i don't know what it is that has plagued your life some issues in your life addictions there's a young man who came to pastor jeremy a few weeks ago he had had a sexual addiction that has become so bad that now he was going with cows he felt so disgusting but you know what pastor jeremy prayed over that young man demons fled out of him he became free he's on the worship team a free boy when you met him the first time he looked not not normal at all the god we are talking about is real he has power you see guys the word of god is living it's a living thing it's a living thing it is when you put a seed in the ground because it's living it commands life to come out of the ground and the next thing you see green things coming out roots stems plumules i don't know what fruit the word of god when it enters your life it's like that it goes in and demands life to come out it's living it is powerful it is sharper than a double-edged sword and it will bring forth the fruit of life in the name of jesus oh yes say i'm winning i'm rising sit down let's finish it's not over it's not over verse 38 jesus again groaning in himself came to the tomb jesus has come to the tomb of your life today and you know what he said to them uh verse 39 jesus said what what is jesus saying to you today what is jesus saying to you today upstairs what is jesus saying to you today yes take away the stone the limit you have put that detail that, that, that thing where you say this one we will not visit again pastor b3 it's too painful i've seen enough disappointment i think i'm just a dead dreamer i'm coming up with my own stuff he's saying hey put out take away the stone it's in your power to take away the stone jesus will not take away the stone for you because when he says take away the stone mary starts to say jesus you don't understand this guy has been buried four days there's a smell some of you it's like this thing is so bad pastor b3 i can't explain to you there's no way i can start dreaming about this area of my life you see i have three children with three different men you can't tell me to dream about marriage who will want to marry me take away the stone take away the stone pastor b3 we've been separated for three years now it was so bad it ended so badly we said so many bad words take away Pastor B3, the debt is so deep, you don't understand. I'm even trying to figure out how to leave the country or something. There is no way I can resurrect a business. Take away. Pastor B3, the missional community, I even led before in church. I'm done with ministry. I was hurt. I was what? I was what? I believe there's a call of God on my life, but I don't know if I can endure. Take away the stone jesus has come into your situation jesus has come into your situation today jesus has introduced himself he says i am the resurrection and the life i am the resurrection and the life i am the resurrection and the life when i come into your situation i bring resurrection power i bring life back into what was dead oh yes i don't know what you are told i don't know what you've been through i don't know how long it's been but he is the resurrection and the life and he says did i not say to you if you would believe you would see the glory of god not if you would fast not if you would try harder not if you would cry all night if you would believe faith doesn't come by tears it comes by the word of god and he's giving you a word today if you would believe you would see the glory of god if you would believe to believe is to turn your eyes to another not on you take your eyes off of yourself take your eyes off of the past god is not in your past he's not working in your past he's in your future calling you to join him in it he moved on with you leave the past behind 
receive yourself as a new person a child of the living God redeemed by the blood of the lamb with possibilities ahead of you oh yes say Lord I believe someone even if you don't feel it say Lord I believe say Lord I believe believe if you would believe you would see the glory of God and when they removed that stone Jesus lifted his voice and he said Lazarus but before he called him forth he gave thanks someone here you need to enter thanksgiving if I gave you something, you'd say thank you. That's a recognition that you've received what you're praying for. Before Jesus gave a command, he gave thanks. Someone, you need to stop complaining about the situation. I know it has given you pity with friends, but what you need is breakthrough, not pity. Some of you need to change your company. You need to walk away from some conversations. You're the one who people are so used to being around you to support you in your pain. They don't even know what a great you looks like. They may not handle you when you're free and empowered because they are used to you being a victim. So you might need to quickly start reducing your time in that company and find company of people who don't feel sorry for you, but they lift you. Jesus did not feel sorry for Mary and Martha. He simply told them what was to come. He gave thanks. You need to enter Thanksgiving to start finding anything you're thankful for in that situation. When I find young women who come to me saying the marriage is so bad, I say, tell me anything nice. They, for the, they can't find it usually. I say, go home, write me 30 things that you love about your marriage and anything your husband does well. By the time they are done, they are like, there's some good actually, pastor. I've just been so blinded. And that's, their, that's what I tell them for like a whole month. That's all you're doing. Focus on good. Thank him for anything nice he does. Find it. If he's just say thank you that your shoes are white, anything. Because we are undoing a demonic environment. The environment of complaining is what kept the Israelites in the desert for 40 years. They complained their way out of their destiny. You can thank your way into your destiny. You can speak your way into your miracle. Oh yes, go back home and change the environment. Go back to your workplace tomorrow. I used to work in a place where we complained and I led the complainers. I had to call for a meeting one day and apologize in the morning and say, I'm sorry. We're not complaining anymore and I have led you. The environment changed. The angelic came in. The department brought life. People started to love God. You know, change that. Start to give thanks. And speak life. Speak what you see in the realm of the spirit. Not what you see in the natural. You're not forging. You are grabbing a spiritual principle and waging war. You start to declare, I am. I had to pray those prayers. I walk in abundance. Those are the songs I was always playing. I would play songs about, I was always telling people, I'm so rich. I have so much money. But there was nothing in the account. But it's starting to show that those years of speaking life are starting to show a harvest. And I'm not willing to let it go. You can grow in favor. Yeah, Luke 2.52 says, Jesus grew in favor. <laughs> And in stature with God and man. You can grow in favor with a man. You can grow in favor with a boss who you had no favor with. You can grow in favor with a workmate. You can grow in favor. I pray for favor before my husband. I tell God, help me to grow in favor before this man. I pray for it. You can grow in favor before your husband or wife. You can grow in favor before your in-laws. You can, what, where is it where you lack favor? We are talking about a faith that resurrects dead things. That faith is a faith that recognizes the word of God, that enters thanksgiving, that speaks life, and that has a faith company. Faith company. People who are believing with you, who are refusing you to speak death, who are correcting you, who are not allowing you to indulge in feelings because you see sin is bathed in the emotions. Act on the word of God. Your faith is seen when you act. They had to take the stone away. Act on the word. Forgive. Tithe. Pay your taxes. Go back home. Go back to school. Say you're sorry. Do something. Invite Jesus into the situation. And speak the word. Speak to the mountain. Speak your way into your miracle. Faith resurrects dead things. You declare like the Shunammite woman even though the child is dead. You say it is well. It is well. You refuse to speak death. In the name of Jesus. I want you to go home today. 
First of all, find what God's word says about your situation. Find any scripture. It doesn't have to be 10. Just find one and start to declare. The way I was declaring, I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, there, no his seed begging for bread. While weeping. And then do not join the mourners. Get out of the company of complainers. Speak life over the situation. Empower the angelic host. And lastly, find your faith company. Find your faith company. Why don't you get up on your feet right now? I know that the Holy Spirit has been speaking. I want you to start to speak right now where you are. Speak. Give thanks to God. Surrender that situation to Him. And just start to talk to Him. Speak into your situation. Declare and decree. Declare and decree life back into those situations in your life. It doesn't have to be trouble. But there's got to be any area in your life where you want to see more of God. Start to declare, I'm moving forward. Where you've been stuck. Start to declare more is coming. I'm entering into my next level. I want you to use your words right now before your God and your King. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak to your God. Speak to your Maker. He hears you. His ears are attentive to you. In your own language, in your own words. Surrender whatever it is. Ask Him to intervene in any area where you want to see more breakthrough. Lord, Randa Kazete, I take away the stone and I invite you into that situation. I know that there are some people here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. Take away the stone. <laughs> Remove the limitation, the boundary where you have hidden from God or just been far from Him for years. Maybe you're a religious person or maybe you think, yeah, I'm too far gone. Jesus is calling you home today. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life or you walked with Him before but you feel that He's so far away. If that's you and you say, Pastor, today, I want to take the stone away. I want to receive Jesus. Just put your hand up if that is you. You say, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you. I see those hands. Just be bold about it. Be bold about it. Pastors, help me. I know there are more. Just put your hand up where you are. Fear is not from God. Fear is not from God. Come. Come. You can even just make your way here or just put your hand up where you are. Can we just celebrate our brothers as they come? Come, come, come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Welcome. Can I stay right there. Welcome. Come, come on, come on, come on. I know you're there. Come, come, come. Just come. Come to Jesus. He's able to turn anything around. He's able to change your situation. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, my brother. Thank you, Jesus. Keep coming. The rest of you keep praying, keep clapping as they come. Welcome, my sister. I know you might be afraid. Welcome. You might be scared, but just come. Don't let fear stop you. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Come to Jesus. You're not coming to me, you're coming to Jesus. Welcome, the one who changes everything. Welcome. He will change your situation. He will give you a new story. Keep coming. Don't let them walk alone. If you see someone walking, walk with them. Come on. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep giving thanks. If there's fear in your heart, don't let fear stop you. Walk against the fear. Practice your faith right now. Even though you are, you're scared, just walk. I know it takes a lot of courage to make that walk. But come, keep clapping for them as they come. It's not easy. And if you see someone walking, walk with them. Keep clapping as they come. I know it's a very scary thing. It takes a lot of courage. Keep coming. Keep coming. Come to Jesus. He will change your life. He will change your story. He will turn the impossible into possibilities. He will bring dead things back 
life. If your heart is beating fast, you're the one. You're the one. Just come to Jesus. Take the stone away. Welcome, my sister. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can you help me appreciate these precious people? Welcome. Thank you for saying yes to Jesus. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, just like that, you're born again. So I'm going to pray a prayer. You repeat after me. You're praying to God from your heart. It's just between you and him. Amen. So just say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today. Today. I receive you. I receive you. As my savior. As my savior. And as my Lord. And as my Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. Write my name. Write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Give me your Holy Spirit. Teach me to live for you and to serve you for the rest of my life. Now I want you to point a finger like this, like you're warning someone. Now we are going to talk to this devil. Say, now Satan, from today, between you and me, it's over. I will not listen to you or do what you say anymore. I'm going to serve God and I'm going to destroy your works the rest of my life my mind belongs to God my body belongs to God everything of mine belongs to God you no longer have access to my life from this day I am a child of God in Jesus name amen why don't you clap your hands to Jesus All right, I'd like you to follow Auntie Stella over there. She's just going to go and write your names down and pray for you. Nothing funny, don't worry. Just follow Auntie Stella. Can we love on them as they go? Now, if you're here today and you've been dealing with something, either it looks so impossible or it's something which you had given up on completely. And as I was teaching, you know that God was speaking to you. I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray over you right now. I just want to pray over you. Heavenly Father, you see those hands lifted to you in faith, Lord, and as a sign of our surrender today. We thank you for the grace we've received at your word to take away the stone. Father, I thank you for the testimonies that are coming out of these hands lifted. Testimonies of breakthrough of ease of acceleration of turnaround miracles lord things that that we are going to be like what dead things coming back to life dead wombs coming back to life dead marriages and relationships with parents and loved ones coming back to life finances coming back to life health lord hiv being healed cancer whatever has been spoken lord healing healing in the name of jesus father i thank you that emotional issues are healed right now depressions anxieties mental disorders father i thank you that something is shifting right now right now a grace is released a release for resurrection power resurrection power this word will not be lost it enters in our hearts and brings forth fruit and we will testify of it we thank you lord we walk out of here strong in our faith ready to believe you again and to testify in jesus name amen Amen. can you clap your hands to jesus hallelujah even as we go may the lord bless you may he cause his face to shine on you May he give you peace. May your faith be strong against every circumstance. May you believe God every day that there is more in him. May you constantly see yourself moving forward and into more. And every time you encounter something that looks dead where God had spoken, you will see the resurrection power of God and believe with him and see it come to pass. May God fill your mouth with testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you 
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.